That fucking dog listens about as well as the kids do. Yeah. They all listen pretty bad. Quite poorly. Very poorly. But you know what? The weather was warm today. The sun was out for a while. Mm-hmm. We got out of the house, went to the store. Go lay down. Hey. Hey, go lay down. Fucking dog. <laughs> fucking nobody listens to me in this house. Nobody. The baby, I tell him to do something. He looks at me and goes, <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I fucking told you. And he <laughs> and just runs off. I know. Jesus Christ. It's fucking cute, but really ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, And he's too little and cute for me to just punch him in the face. And I think that's the issue because that's, that is the, the strongest urge. Yeah. Don't do that. I, I wouldn't. I'm just saying it's like, dude, when he mm-hmm. looks at you and just like laughs like, <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not even two yet. I will. I could fuck you up so bad. I mean, I, I wouldn't, but I could. Really and like he doesn't. This, he doesn't give a fuck. I don't like where this conversation is going. <laughs> no, but he doesn't care. That's where this is going. It's like you know, he just doesn't care, mm-hmm. and he has no fear of anything at this point. Like he's, yep. He's like this little drunken frat boy, mm. just stumbling around the house, drooling, throws up every once in a while, shits himself. <laughs> he is. He's like a little miniature frat boy, just like always got a bottle. Only in this case, it's a sippy cup. Just always chugging. Got his milk. Got his water. Falling down all over, fucking up furniture, drawing on the walls, shitting in public. Just all the things we don't want him to do fucking constantly. Yeah. And then we got the dog doing pretty much the same thing, just yeah. being a complete asshole all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty, go lay down. Pretty done with all this business. Yeah, yeah we, need, we, need a, we need a vacation without the kids. Uh-huh. Like, we're playing the big one this summer with the kids, but... You and I need one without the kids. I know. We do. And you with this warm weather coming, you know, we were at the store today and we saw the sundresses out. You have no idea how, how excited I got. I was like, oh, <laughs> I just want the two of us on a beach, cocktails in hand, you in a sundress with a swimsuit on underneath so we you can shed that dress at any moment so we can go for a dip. Like, just need like a week of that. Yeah. Sounds great. But since we don't have that... We do a podcast. Yeah. We get it all out. Then we don't go to jail for abusing our children. Yep. Cheers. Yep. Lay the fuck down. We're adulting. Uh, you're under the influence. All right, Miss Bottle of Prosecco before noon. Oh, yeah. Maybe we're both under the influence. I mean, I might not enjoy you eating my pussy, but that doesn't mean I don't need to do it. And I said I was okay with a finger. I never said a thumb and three fingers. There's a fucking difference. I'm not really into butt play. But if you want me to strap it on and peg you, I will. Nothing, and I mean nothing, kills the mood more than, oh God, the baby has a shitty diaper. It's over. And we are adulting. Under the influence. I'm Jean. And I'm Jason. Let's do this. And we're back. Are. Back again. <laughs> Guess who's back? Shitty's back. Oh no, Shady. Sorry, Shady's back. 
You're so funny. I know. I'm a clever dick. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Tired. Like always. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. We're parents of a toddler and a teenager. We're mm-hmm. going to be exhausted all the time. Yep. And both working. Both working. Full-time jobs, responsible adults. Yep. Just adulting under the influence. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm uh, adulting with a just a classic old-fashioned uh, wheel horse, 100-proof bourbon. Just, mm-hmm. just one simple. Last time I used the seven root, which was good. I liked that. Right. But I wanted to do just a straight, you know, 100-proof Kentucky straight bourbon. Um, Sounds good. Quite tasty. Yeah. What are you uh, sipping on over there? Well, I am drinking uh, Nero Davila red wine. Um, I think the... I think the label is Montalvino or something like that. Something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty good. Um, I was trying to be responsible and stick with the same alcohol that I had drank earlier in the day, which was just a glass of wine with dinner. I actually did not. That was the first drink I had today. And um, but kind of wishing I'd gone with either bourbon or vodka. <laughs> yeah, the wine's just not quite cutting it, huh? It's fine. It's just, yeah. I can mix you another one here in a bit, baby. It's okay. I know. I'm just, you know, doing this diet thing, so. Diet schmied. We're getting drunk. Come on. <laughs> we did that last <laughs> night. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> like, um, drunk and hungover. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, had, I, I feel like I had a way worse headache than I should have for as much as I drank. Because I didn't drink all that much last night. And, yeah. Um. My head was pounding, but my head was pounding the night before, or the morning before, too, and I didn't drink anything. Maybe you have a brain tumor. Maybe. It's not the tumor. (laughs) (laughs) It's a combination of sinuses and getting adjusted to the new job and the new hours. That's that's, that's rough. A lot of shit kind of happened all at once. Time change, start a new job. I'm transitioning to going back into... The office and the time change doesn't just affect us it affects the other people that are in the house that we have to take care of and deal with and that ultimately also affects us <laughs> yeah yeah it's that's rough when the toddler's struggling to deal with this hour time change um you know we had that happen and then the uh you know the week following was my first week at this new job and i'm having to get up really early because where i have to go right now while i'm in this like transition training phase is over an hour away from here and I have to be there by 6 a.m. So I'm getting up at around 4 in the morning, getting ready, out the door before 4.45, mm-hmm. driving over an hour. But I like the drive. Uh, it's a little long. I wish it was a little shorter. But yeah. I do like that I can get in the car. I can throw on some of my favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. um, listen to those, drink my coffee, and I don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah. And... There's not tra- much traffic that early in the morning. And how's the traffic on the way home? Because you get off work at like 2.30. Yeah, it's really not that bad on the way home either. I mean, I'm coming through Baltimore, so there's some traffic. Mm-hmm. But it's not It's not bad. It's not like at 4 o'clock. Sucks. Um, also, I don't have to take 695 around the north side. That helps. Because that, that whole highway is a shit show. From like 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., that whole thing is a shit show. So... Uh, fuck that. I don't get, I don't have to do that. I get to miss it. And it's not bad. 
Traffic keeps moving, but that, so the driving to work is it's nice. That's my podcast. Laugh a little, enjoy my coffee. No one fucking with me. Yeah, that does sound nice, but it adds a couple extra hours to your your work day. Essentially, it does. It does, and that's that's a little rough. You know, leaving the house at four forty five. I get home around three thirty, mm-hmm. and it's. It is what it is, and this is just temporary. It's it. I have a, a few more days, probably maybe a day or two of doing this left, and then I'll probably be going somewhere else. So yeah, won't have to deal with it anymore, and uh, get to go be the boss somewhere. So it's that's gonna cool. be it's gonna be an interesting. I've never done that. Like I've I've led crews of guys, but I've never been like the boss. Yeah. So I'm a. I also have my boss that I answer to, but he won't be there. He'll be mm-hmm. in an office somewhere else. And, mm. Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so far, I like the the people though. The company. I mean, I've met three people with the company so far, mm-hmm. but they're all right. So hopefully, the rest of them don't suck too bad. Yep. Um, we've been dieting. Yeah. That's a, sort of. Yeah, I mean, not, nothing like crazy strict. Yeah. Like, Atkins diet or anything. We're yeah. just trying to eat better. Yeah, we're following the principles of the abs diet, which is to try to focus on these 12 particular foods slash food groups. And um, if you stray outside of those, it, it is okay. Do it in you know moderation. Yeah. Yeah. I heard one, the, the bees and peas diet. Have you heard of that? No. It's try to limit or avoid foods that start with a B or a P. You know, like bread pasta um uh, what else there were several there were several and they listed um beef now be- beef would be more like meat yeah you said the bees and peas diet yeah but like, limit limit the bees and peas <laughs> yeah like you know bread yeah. you know, <laughs> beef is to meat what bread is to rye or you know what what or what rye is to bread it's a type of meat and it doesn't it's not across the board it's just a general suggestion it's, it's basically carbs is Did what they're you, talking like, about are you just going to completely gloss over how you just mansplained that beef is a type of meat to me no I, I felt like that needed to be explained the, the, not that it is a type of meat but how this is categorized for this diet all you said I, was avoid bees and peas, and beef starts with a B. Yeah, but as a type of food, not as a specific, you know, that's what I'm saying. Beef, fall, that B falls under meat, which is not a B or a P, was the point. That's how they categorize it. Okay. So, you know, um, pasta, you know, they don't. They I mean, don't I would have just, I would have just, I just would have categorized both of those as carbs. Yeah. I'm just telling you about. Be- I'm just telling you about one I read about. Okay, not, Jesus. Not required. I didn't write that. I didn't make this shit up. Okay, I'm just telling you the rules as I read them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's that was one, and that you know it kind of fits what we're doing though, avoiding the carbs and the as much sugar. We're not avoiding carbs. As many carbs. Well, no, it's just getting carbs from healthier sources, like you know whole grains and yeah stuff like that you know i mean we ate like i thought about buying some whole grain um or wheat you know uh macaroni to go with dinner tonight but it didn't 
It's never good. Never as good, the it's, pasta. It's, it's not. It's really not. It, and, and it's not that it just doesn't taste the same. It doesn't feel the same. It no. Doesn't, like, I can do um, spaghetti, whole wheat spaghetti. I don't like that either. I, I don't I don't care for it as much, but I can do it. Um, but when they become like smaller and thicker past types of pasta, like yeah. macaroni or penne, it just it doesn't taste as good. It doesn't feel as good. Egg noodles, whole wheat egg yeah. noodles suck. They're so bad. Yeah, we so need bad. we need somebody to come up with a good way to make whole wheat pasta that actually tastes good. Yeah, or just make like real pasta like they do in Italy. Like you, you know, you talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Nobody over there's fat. Yeah, but they eat fucking pasta and bread all the time. They do. They walk a lot more too, and <laughs> they do a lot more exercise on a regular basis. Yeah, they don't, and they. Uh, but they also they don't have all the processed foods. shit. Yeah. You know, the pasta is, you know, fresh made pasta. It's not. Mm-hmm. This hard shit that comes in a box. I've, I've seen videos where like Italian cooks and shit react to seeing the pasta we eat here, yeah. and they're like, "What the fuck is that? That is not pasta." <laughs> well, we can buy the more expensive pastas that are probably better. Yeah, we can. Or you know, we can get the pasta attachment for the KitchenAid mixer and just make it ourselves. Right, because we have so much fucking time to I do know. that. All the time we have, we could just start making our own pasta. I could make up a bunch of pasta on the weekend, and then we use that during the week. Or not a bunch, but like you know, two different pastas, and we use that during the week. Just keep it refrigerated, and then boil it up, and because we have so much time on the weekends. Yeah, so much. We've just been we've just been bored and lazy layabouts all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anything else exciting going on with you, my love? Um, so went into the office for two days out of the week, and. Um, that's, uh, I think I'm going to like it when it, it, you know, I I like working from home. I like being home. I like being able to give the toddler a hug when I need some toddler love. And I like that I can hop in my bed and take a little cat nap in the middle (laughs) of the day. Um, I like being able to start work really early and have some free time during the day when the nanny is here that I can maybe get some stuff done and not have to worry about, you know, the kid. Um, but I think it'll be nice to really finally separate, um, you know, work from from home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so basically just trying to navigate that and work with my routines and how my routine's different. Because, you know, I'm a very much a, a routine person. Like, I like my routines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how they're going to be different between the days that I'm home versus not home. Um, yeah. So... There's that, and um, my yoga class recently had 13 people come to it. That was pretty exciting. That's a full house. It for was that pretty studio. packed. That's, yeah, it's cool. Um, it was crazy, and uh, yeah, just just nuts. Uh, very unexpected. <laughs> well, it's crazy to me because like Hawaii is a, it seems like a prime yoga atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like Hawaii just seems like, you know, you, you see people there all the time talking about yoga, doing yoga. But you didn't ever have classes like that in, in Hawaii. I taught a class at six in the morning. I did one oh, time, yeah. I did one time have a class of 13, 13 people did show up once to my 6 a.m. class. And that was crazy. When I would teach, like when I would sub like on Sundays and stuff, I I could get more people in the class. 
<laughs> you taught an evening class for a while in Hawaii too. Yeah. Yeah, that restorative class I did. Yeah. yeah. And the most I ever had in that, which is a good number, was like six. And then there were plenty of times when I had one. Yeah. That was a big room there, though. That mm-hmm. was a really big room for that uh, at that studio when I was upstairs yep. and had all the windows. Mm-hmm. It was neat. It was always nice when the, you had the homeless guys out there screaming oh, and yelling God. with the windows open in the middle of a fucking yoga class. Yeah. Especially a restorative class when you're like laid out on the mat and you're like, you know, in a pose, you're trying to hold it and rest and relax and just let everything go. Mm-hmm. And you got, fuck you, you motherfucker, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> to the window from the street below. That's that's fun. It's good times. Well, so usually I I, I have had as few as, you know, um, one person in this class before. And they do Zoom classes, too. So I, I might have even... Yeah, there was one time when I had a class with just one person on Zoom. Wow. And uh but the yoga studio just relocated and so like as part of like they had like this housewarming special that was like thirty dollars for thirty days. So I, I think a lot of people are like bought that and are trying all, out all kinds of stuff. So we'll see if it continues. That was a lot of people to have in that class. Um but it was it was good. And uh they're gonna start offering another monthly class where it's um restorative and reiki and they want me to I'm going to be teaching the the restorative part of it and um, somebody else will be doing doing the Reiki. So that'll be cool. I'll be once a month. Be fun. Be fun. I'm glad you found you a nice yoga home here. Yeah, it is. It's, it's nice. Really good, good people there, it seems like. And very similar to me. <laughs> yeah, they do. They are. Even the owner of the studio is. She yeah. seems very similar to... Yeah, when is I... actually our neighbor, so... Yeah, <laughs> when I went to go, like... so well. When I went to go, like, audition... I was like, oh, yeah, they, you know, I was over at the barbecue festival and this and that. And they're like, are you drunk? <laughs> Did you drink a lot? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like and I said, I didn't drink a lot, but she, I'm not drunk. She thought that was really funny. So it's very fitting. The guy I work with, he's uh, been kind of training me. He's like, do you drink much? And I was like, and I don't remember who it is. There's an, uh, It's a famous author that said this. Um but he said, and I, I stole it, and I attributed it to not myself, but it's, uh, I drink often, but never a lot. Okay. And that, that, seem, that, that, yeah. that seems to fit. Like, I never, like, during the week, I don't ever get drunk. Like, I'll have mm-hmm. a drink or two. Yeah. love that at the end of the day to relax, have a drink, a beer, something. It just, mm-hmm. it's a good way to wind down. But I never, like, sit there and just pound fucking drinks all night, you know. That's, uh... That's, I think, the distinction. Like, yeah. Often, not a lot. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that's that's happening. And then um, I'll be, I get to have the week off. I, I get, I took, you know, vacation days for, it'll be the week after this podcast comes out um, because the nanny took some vacation. So somebody's got to stay home and watch the little one. And that's going to be me. Um, so hopefully we'll get some good enjoyment time. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do enjoy it. I hope it, uh, some good bonding time, taking to a lot of his classes. Mm. And yeah, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> so is the nanny traveling on our vacation? Yeah, she's going she... to California. Okay. I thought so, but I, I couldn't, I hadn't actually heard, I don't think. But... Yeah, she's going to go visit her friend and her friends. So she better kid. fucking come back. I know she used to live out there. I don't want her to be like, oh, I missed this. I'm staying. No, yeah, I don't I think that'll happen. Down. I will drag you back here, woman. 
And then uh, the Saturday after this podcast airs, we're going to go see Christina Hutchinson. We are. We're going to a comedy show. On somebody's birthday. Oh, it is. Whose birthday is that? Oh, yeah. Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. It's his birthday. <laughs> That'll be March 26th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mine, too. But, yep. That'll be fun. Uh, Christina Hutchinson, stand-up comedian and co-host of the Guys We Fucked podcast. Yep. Yep, she's playing at uh, Magooby's Joke House in Timonium, Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. That'll be a good show. Yeah, I th- I think so. I, it'll it'll be fun. I'll I'll enjoy it. Hopefully, get to chat with her a little bit afterwards. Yeah, it'd be cool if you get to meet her. And mm-hmm. you know. mm-hmm. depends on if they're doing meet and greets. You know, like yeah. some are, some aren't. Yeah. Um, well, there was no like special like VIP or anything for this. Like yeah, a lot of times I just like go to an area and just yeah. hang out. You know, like when we met Andrew Schultz, you know, he was just like yeah. over there meeting yeah. people, taking pictures, and a lot of them will do that. Uh, Mark Norman does that a lot. You know, just goes out, takes pictures, visits, shoots the shit with people. Uh, Bert Kreischer's doing that again too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, uh, I think, Tom Segura asked him recently. He's, are you doing meet and greets? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, Not like formally, but. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, if people come by the, his tour bus after the show, oh my God. he'll take a picture with them. And I mean, it's easy to find. He has a tour bus with his fucking picture on the side of it. Yeah. Like his bus has him. It's like the tour. It's mm-hmm. the Birdie Boy Relapse Tour is what they're on right now. Is that so, what we're going to go see? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're doing that April 8th. Uh-huh. And we got tickets to see Eliza Schlesinger. Schles- Schlesinger. Schles- Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Yeah. Uh, it, May fifteenth. May fifteenth. Ah, oh, so great. Like so yeah. much. Like that's like I miss Hawaii, but I love how much stuff happens around here. How yeah. much comedy's coming. Um, one I just missed that kind of breaks my heart. I had to, you know, we didn't get to make it. Was uh, um, Sam Morrill. He just played Magoobies. Uh But coming up in June, Mark Norman's coming. Mm-hmm. He's doing three nights. He's doing a show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And then the following weekend, I believe it is, Joe List, who does the Tuesdays with Stories podcast with Mark, is going to be at Magoobies. So it's like back-to-back weeks. Killer comedians. There's a ton of comedians. Um, Tim Dillon's coming to to Baltimore. So much good stuff. And then all the music, too. Tool was just playing, I think, in D.C. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Slipknot is playing in... I think like north and south of us both because they're playing in Pennsylvania and I think they're playing D.C. I don't think they're playing Baltimore right now. They're doing this cool tour where the first half of the tour they've got In This Moment opening for them Mm -hmm. and the second half of the tour they've got Cypress Hill opening for them. It's crazy. Yeah, so. I do like being near things like this. Yeah. I missed that in Hawaii. Yeah. There was no way we were going to a metal show in Hawaii. Man, that band Wage War... Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it does get some. Me- they do get some metal. Yeah, a little bit, not a lot though. Yeah. So a week with the toddler. Yep. What? What new things will you be able to add to this list we've been working on? And <laughs> do you think after that week? <laughs> um, spanking. Beat the shit out of a toddler. <laughs> yeah. So we've been working on this list. It's 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 a variation of things. It's first of all, it started off with. Things we said we we you know never thought we'd do as a parent, or said, said we'd we never do, do yeah. that we've ended up doing. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's also been like, you know, things we never imagined we would do, things we never thought, ne- things we'd never done before until we became parents. Like, mm-hmm. there's all these things that that completely change once you actually are in the situation. Yeah, that's um, true. My biggest one, and it's happened a lot recently, is because I fucking said so. Yeah. Like, I used to hear that as a kid, and yep. and it used to piss me off mm-hmm. every time. I'd be like, well, that's not a bullshit fucking reason because yeah. I said so. Who the fuck made you boss? Oh, yeah, biology did. Yeah. That's who made them boss. Yeah, you know, and I felt the same way, too, and I haven't said that yet, but, um, you know, I, was, I told you I was reading that book on, you know, dis- discipline, especially when they're really young, and, like, it basically is, like, no matter what you say, like, if you want to argue and explain and whatever to your kid, they're still not going to agree with you. They're still not going to like what your answer is. And ultimately, it is still going to be because you said so. <laughs> yeah, like, I've argued and tried to reason with the teenager on so many things. And, like, he's he's such a, like, little me. He's got a fucking answer for everything. Like, he's, he's and even if it's a complete bullshit response, mm-hmm. like, you're like, it didn't even make sense. There comes a point where you just get tired of arguing and you're like, because I fucking said so, because I'm the parent here and I told you that's the way it's going to be. So suck it the fuck up, deal with it, shut up and move on. Yeah. And I, I swore I would never say that because it used to just drive me crazy as a kid. But now, you know, now that I'm old and I don't know everything, you know, when you're, yeah. a, teacher, when you're a teenager, you do. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's mm-hmm. what I swore I'd never do. And I do that. Fairly often lately. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the ones that I... Um, I This one really pops into my head because, you know, I first... When I, when I first got wind of this, no pun intended, concept when <laughs> we were watching one of the Ali Wong specials when she was pregnant. I think it was the one when she was um, pregnant with her second baby. And I was pregnant at the time when we watched it. And uh, she was, she was talking about how, you know, she'll sniff her baby's butt to see if she's pooped, and not just like, you know, like takes a whiff, like really gets her nose in there to um, see if she's see, she see she see if she's pooped. Oh my god, what words are really hard tonight? <laughs> and I was like, I will never do that. I don't, you know, really get my nose in there, but I do sniff that kid's butt. You do. <sighs> yet you're like, do I smell something? Yeah. Man, I don't know. You sniff up first, and there's a progression for me, because like, especially if he's sitting, like, I kind of lean over the yeah. top of his head and sniff, and I'm like, okay, I still don't, I can't tell. Like, there's a whiff of something, but I don't know if it's him or just my nose is fucking with me. It's not strong enough. And so you get a little closer, you sniff, like, you know, midsection level towards the back. Like, oh, man, I still can't taste it. Then you just pick him up. <laughs> oh, God. Yep, that's him. <laughs> and that's that's what happens. You know, I mean, you have to. You swear you won't. You think, I'll never do that. Yeah. You will. There are risks associated with trying to look in the diaper, like sticking your fingers in shit. Yeah. 
yeah, you think I'm just going to pull the top edge back a little bit and don't realize they plopped down on a fresh loaf and squeezed it all <laughs> the way up the back, straight up the ass crack like a goddamn fountain, just ready to burst out. Yep. And you dip your fingers right in there. Yep. Um, also, if they have diarrhea and you pull that back open, it can fountain out. Ew. Um, Gross. And overflow. That happened all over my lap one time with the teenager when he was a baby. I set him, and I'm sitting in my lap, and I heard something. I was like, what is that? And I pulled the back of his diaper back a little bit to see if I could see if he had shit. And he was having very liquidy diarrhea, and it erupted out all over me. <laughs> like If I would have if I would have just left the shirt down and the diaper pressed against it, it might have gone up his back a little bit. But I provided it that escape route to just fountain all over so the sniff test is safer. Yeah. It's not always the most fun, but yep. it's safe. Uh, another one is, to that effect, I never thought I would actually say or agree with the statement, it's not as bad when it's your kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard people say that. I was like, I don't want to ever change diapers. I used to not want kids at all when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, even In my early 20s, early to mid-20s, even, I was like, I'm never having kids. Fuck that. Nope. And then everybody's like, I was like, wow. I'm like, I'm not changing shitty diapers. I'm not doing that. <laughs> They're like, that's oh, not that bad when it's your kid. Yeah, bullshit. Fuck you. It is that bad. It's always going to be that bad. There's no paternal bond that's going to make me think this isn't horrific. I was wrong. It's not that bad when it's your kid's diaper. But I've never had to clean actual vomit up from one of my kids yet. Like, baby spit up isn't the same thing. It's not that bad. But I'm talking, like, chunks of carrots and and soda and Kool-Aid or all the, like, vile shit that a teenager or, you know, young preteen, you know, kid eats and just pukes. The teenager was really good when, when he was little and he would get ear infections. And he, he used to get an ear infection. He'd run a fever and he'd throw up. It's so the first way we'd know he was sick is he would throw up. And... He was always good about finding a trash can or getting to the toilet before he did. Hmm. So I never had to clean up his puke. I still can't believe you haven't cleaned up my puke. I'm a little surprised too, but you're a fucking pro. I, you know, I know we talk about that cruise where I uh, managed to clean up the bathroom after puking in both the sink and the toilet. Yeah. But I feel like that was... A zebra, man. That's not what normally happens. A zebra? Yeah, it's probably not the right context for that, but it relates to the, you know, when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. Oh, okay. It's re- Actually, that really doesn't relate to this at all, but never mind. So <laughs> it was an odd occurrence. <laughs> it was. It was like a unicorn. Sure. A rarity. A rarity. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a better one. Um, That was crazy, though, because... I had no idea you had thrown up. I'd been in the bathroom, used the bathroom and washed my hands, and I had no idea you'd thrown up in there. Until I came to bed, snuggled up. I thought, you know, oh, she's naked. and thought I was going to get time to snuggle next to you, and you rolled over and go, I threw up. I was like, oh, Jesus. <coughs> mm-hmm. And then your head just, like, flopped back over. I was like, okay, I'm definitely not getting some. <laughs> definitely not. So... 
cuddled with you for a minute. I was like, you good? And you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you were hammered. Yeah, I remember. Somehow I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah. You also threw up at my house when we were first dating. Yep. Um, after you pounded like two thirds of a bottle of rum. So I don't remember. Like I remember going into the bathroom. I don't remember the actual act of vomiting. I do on the cruise ship. Do you remember both times you went in the bathroom? Maybe. Because you went in there once. You were like, I'm going to go throw up. And I was like, or you're like, I go to the bathroom. I was like, are you going to throw up? And you said, there's a better than average chance. <laughs> and you went in the bathroom and you were in there for a while. I turned the volume up on the TV in the room, bedroom. Because the bathroom was like six feet from my bed. Mm-hmm. And I turned the volume up. You turned on water in the bathroom. I remember hearing the sink <laughs> running. And then you came out. I was like, you okay? You were like, yeah, I didn't throw up. I started feeling better. I was like, well, that's great. So you climbed back in bed with me. We were watching a little TV. You started like trying to, you started kissing me or I started kissing you. I remember we started kind of like messing around a little bit. And then you're like, oh, wait. Yep. Got to go back to the bathroom. <laughs> As like, you going to throw up this time? You said, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you just left, went in the bathroom. I turned the volume back up on the TV. You turned the sink on. You puked. <laughs> and then you came back out. You actually, you, you brushed your teeth and then came out and then we had sex. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was shocked. I didn't think anything was going to happen at that point. I was like, all right, yeah, she just needs to take it easy. And I was like, I'm fine. Just, she needs a rest. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> what else you got on our list? All right. So this is one that I was like, I would not ever do as a parent. And that's let my kid cry in public. But man, sometimes you just got to get shit done and your shit bag of a kid isn't cooperating and you still got to get shit done. I'm sorry if other people's, you know, shopping experience at Walmart is disrupted. (laughs) You're at Walmart. Get the fuck over it. It's a miserable experience for all of us. That kid's just the only one with the guts to say Mm. it's shitty. So That's true. I think like toddlers and teenagers, man, they're like... There's, you can't rationalize with either of them. Yeah. Like you're, you're not gonna be like, look, dude, just calm. I know we're we're gonna be done soon. That you know, twenty one month old we have doesn't give a fuck how many times you tell him we'll be done soon and we're mm-hmm. gonna go home. No twenty one month old gives a fuck when you tell we'll be out of here soon. We'll be out of here soon. They just want out of there now, mm-hmm. or they want their baby bus videos on to distract them from the misery that is being in Walmart. But like they're. A, a weekend running errands with a toddler, I feel like you have the same amount of emotional outbursts as like a week at Alec Baldwin's house. It's just, <laughs> you know, there's going to be names, call, name calling and screaming and stumbling and vomiting. Yeah. And that's just part of it. You've got to accept that. And if other people can't accept that, fuck them. Yeah. Now, where I draw the line is a restaurant. Yeah, I know. I won't let my kid go ape shit in a restaurant. I'll take the kid outside. Mm-hmm. Not to whip his, their ass unless they're old enough. <laughs> you know, the teenager, I'd take him outside and whip his ass. I'm fine with that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, in a restaurant, kid starts going nuts. I'll take the kid outside because I'm not going to fuck up somebody else's meal. Mm-hmm. That's shitty. You're paying for that, that experience and that, you know, mm-hmm. that's bad, but. In yeah. Walmart, in the grocery store, in anywhere like that, a mall, especially a mall, fuck a mall, like, scream away, 
every other asshole kid in here is. Just go near the playground, and it'll blend in with the rest of those little <laughs> motherfuckers, and nobody will ever notice. Do I have more? I have more. Okay, go ahead. Um, I've got one more is all I've got. Okay. So. so this isn't something that I was like, oh, when I'm uh, when I'm I'll never do this when I'm a parent. I just was like, I'm never going to do this, and not say the word booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I'm if I'm saying like, but prior to having kids, if I was going to say the word booty, there would be some cheesy punny joke about being a pirate involved. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, I never thought I would say that word. <laughs> yeah. I was quoting the old like hoot. There it is. The excuse me, Sonny. Do you know where yeah. I can find some booty? <laughs> That's funny though. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I need to find that. I don't think the teenager teenager has ever heard that version. I mean, Dude, it's not the old whoop there it is. He but didn't. The, he didn't hear. Um, he didn't know. Uh, Come out and play by the Offspring when it was on the other day. That's crazy. I can't. Like, I know he's heard that song. I know he's heard it. He probably, he might not remember it, but I know he's heard that song. I was a big Offspring fan when I was younger. Still like their mm-hmm. old stuff. Still love it. Still yeah. listen to them. Yeah, I saw him a couple. I hear him on the radio. Crank that shit up. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, um, I have good memories of the offspring. Yeah, me too. Nah, nah, why don't you get a job? Yes, I know. <laughs> you know I, the story. I do. Uh, but I, that's it. Uh, what is the song they do? Um, Gone Away. Yep. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Used to play that in a band I was in. So like, that was like one of my favorite songs to play. I don't know. It's an easy song to play, but it was just we had so mm-hmm. much fun with that one. Um. So some other things that I have found that I do now that I didn't used to do that I never thought about before. Well, one, the, this first one was, um, I was like, I don't understand how people do this. And that is forgetting to eat. Like, especially when I'm here and I'm, and I don't even necessarily have to be like doing stuff with the toddler, but like I'm working or whatever. I'll like, I'm like, Oh, I've got this meeting or I've got this. I'm going to do this real quick. I'll eat a snack. And then before I know it, it's the end of the day, and I'm starving, and I'm like, well, shit, I didn't eat lunch. I forgot to eat lunch. I legit forgot to eat lunch. That never happened when you when you were in your residency? No. Really? Not for, not forget. Okay, that surprises me. I, I, yeah. I've heard stories about I knew that happened to a lot. And... No. You know, I've heard that with a lot of people, but for me, not forget. Like, it might have been that I couldn't do it, but I never forgot. And you never, never realized forgot. it later, like, oh, shit, I didn't nope. eat. Hmm. I cannot think of any times that that happened yeah I'm sure it happened before I was a parent at some point but it had to be like a weekend thing when Mm -hmm. I was busy and just didn't stop down but never a common occurrence it's more of a common occurrence when you have kids and yeah a lot going on and yeah definitely my big another big one for me is I never thought I would be the type to do a mid-meal diaper change you're like you're eating dinner, baby shit. God damn it! <laughs> Get up, go change the diaper, and then come back and continue eating like nothing happened. You know, quick hand wash, <laughs> come back, dive right back into your spaghetti and meatballs, and be like, ah, oh, that meatball looks familiar. And then take a bite and just keep going. Like it's no big deal. <laughs> Never thought I would be the type that did, that could do that. And yep, done yeah. that through doing that through two kids now. And it, yep, yeah, yeah. Goes back to it's not that bad when it's your kid. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, this thing, I this next thing I did, I happened to do on Thursday and was very surprised after I did it. I was walking <laughs> up to my, uh, my massage appointment and I looked down, I noticed I had the smallest amount of peanut butter on my shirt from my breakfast and I used my finger to wipe it off my shirt and put it in my mouth. <laughs> Just, what? Hmm. Hmm. Now I know that it was That's from tasty. like you know the hour within the hour prior, <laughs> you know not like Robin Scherbatsky eating the Cheeto that had been in her hair for like a week on yeah. How I Met Your Mother. But yeah, when and I did that, and once I did that, I just like I just shook my head at myself and I was like, Gene, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just wiped peanut butter off my shirt from breakfast <laughs> and ate it. It's like a tiny little speck of peanut butter too. It wasn't like a big glob or anything. I mean, I don't know if that makes it better or worse. It's like, ooh, missed that one. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure either, but it probably could have just stayed there and been fine. Or I could have just rubbed it just into the brushed shirt. brushed it off. Yeah. Or, you know, there's like a number of things, but like, take it off on your finger and, mm, Yeah. Mm, that's tasty. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, but at least it's good peanut butter. You know, it's all natural. You don't want to waste that stuff. If it was, you yeah. know, Peter Pan or Jif, I'd be like, yeah, flick that shit off. But that's that good all natural organic nothing but peanuts mm-hmm, peanut butter so mm-hmm. glad you're stuff. not being wasteful yeah no shit <laughs> just being a pig oh my god <laughs> oh man uh, mm-hmm. being a parent's fun mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing being a mom is being a dad's fun yeah it is although today I was crying and laughing at the same time and <laughs> not because I was laughing so hard I was crying <laughs> <laughs> crying so hard you just started laughing <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen either I, well, I mean I, I I was crying but then I was also laughing <laughs> they weren't like actually related to each other they just were happen- happening simultaneously <laughs> I think I should uh, I should try out the mom thing maybe I need to just uh, start wearing a dress and decide I'm going to be the mom for a while and uh, try to win some award some like mom of the year award <laughs> just prove that men are better than women at everything. Yeah. I mean. Mansplanations for sure. Absolutely. And Caitlyn Jenner did win Woman of the Year a few years ago from like yeah. Time Magazine or whatever. So once again, proving men are better than women, even at being a woman. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's really, really interesting. Like um, in some of like the podcasts I've listened to, when the, they've talked about uh, people who are trans – who have um, transitioned in one way or another, you know, uh, and how they have been received differently, not because they're trans, but because they are now presenting as a man or a woman. So like, you know, they've, they've talked about, I've, I've heard about like trans women saying like that they don't get like the same amount of attention and respect that they, they got when they presented as a man and trans men talking about how it's unbelievable like the amount of respect and like i get all this respect at work i'm making more money but i can't get laid to save my life i don't fucking get it nobody wants to pay attention to me (laughs) it's just interesting it's crazy well you know it's also like it's interesting to me the like the the change and and the way people feel about a person after 
they became trans. Like Jenner is a perfect mm-hmm. example of this because he was kind of a dipshit, but then she is all of a sudden a hero. Yeah. <laughs> like he sucked, but she's all of a sudden or was not anymore because now she doesn't align with the correct political views. So she <laughs> is just some dumb guy again. I think in most people, I don't know. I can't fucking keep up. I can't even keep up with the correct pronoun to use for the women's NCAA Division One swimming champion now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because Leah Thomas, or Tom, yeah, Thomas, won the Division One women's swimming championship. But Leah Thomas is a transgender woman. Yeah. Um, and... It, it, Okay, so it's a little suspicious when you're looking at the podium and they're all standing up there with holding their little trophies and the winner is like a foot taller than second place and has an Adam's apple bigger than some guy's dicks. I'm serious. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like, wait. And doesn't look feminine at all. I mean, it's wearing a swimsuit and a little swim cap. It's hard to, to tell. But um, so Leah Thomas was a guy and he and was a swimmer. And ranked something like 460-something in the country. And then transitioned in appearance, not medically, didn't go and undergo surgery or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's pre-op. Uh, transgender, became a woman, won a championship. And is heralded, being heralded by many as a hero, not many, some, but a very... I think it's a very vocal minority, I believe, that is heralding this person <laughs> as a hero. But I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't Why understand. Why is he being pe- heralded as a hero? Because it's the she. first trans, she's the first transgender. She's the first transgender. To, That's like if a dude went out there. Some, I don't understand. Like, yeah, to win a, it's the, it's the first transgender athlete to win a division one title in any sport. Okay. And, you know, I'll be more impressed when it's a transgender male. <laughs> right, yeah, going out there, a woman going out there and beating the hell out of all the guys. That'd be great. Uh, you know, that's like if I put on a wig and went into a high school and be like, I identify as a teenager, and I start whooping the shit out of a bunch of kids, and be like, I'm the first transgender bully on a playground to whoop the shit out of every kid in this school. You know, and like, I'm not a fucking hero, I'm a dickhead, is what I am, because mm-hmm. I have a genetic, biological advantage over a bunch of kids who haven't fully developed. It's a similar concept here. I mean, look, if Leah is a woman, feels like a woman, believes she is a woman, that's fine. Be a woman. Live your best life. Go for it. Mm -hmm. But when you're competing against biologically born females and you're still a guy, genetically, you still have all the testosterone and the muscle mass and the aerodynamic figure of a dude <laughs> you have a serious advantage especially in swimming i mean come on boobs have got to be a huge hindrance in swimming <laughs> I, like how can they not be yeah first of all they're buoyant as hell don't boobs float pretty pretty yeah they well? float yeah so like i don't know that'd be weird they'd be like they'd be tr- i know the swimsuits are tight but still if you're trying to escape underneath your yeah. arms while you're swimming yeah you are a well-endowed woman like yeah if you were a swimmer, don't you think they would, that would be a hindrance? If you were like, yeah, a, that's why I dog paddle. <laughs> do the backstroke so they just float and hold you up, and you just keep, just stroke every once in a while. Um, but this whole thing has gotten so batshit crazy, and it bothers me because 
if you have a problem with a transgender athlete competing against biological women and you you're like this this isn't right this this person shouldn't be there competing with these people it's it's an unfair it's like somebody who's on you know artificial testosterone taking steroids they're not allowed to compete yeah but this person who has all this natural testosterone in their body and this this muscle definition is allowed to because they're brave and you know we have to be politically correct and we can't say no that that's not right it's not fair to these women who have worked their asses yeah. off to be there and it's also not fair to to single out people who have a problem with that is transphobic because I genuinely don't give a shit what anybody else does. Mm-hmm. I could not care less how anybody else lives their life. I don't care if you're, you know, any of the LGBTQ plus community. Great. I don't I don't care. I don't understand how people... And I know there are people that do care. I know yeah. there are shitty people out there that... I mean, the fact that you still have some dickhead congressman that rails against gay marriage. I'm like, oh, get the fuck over yourself. Seriously. Like, it's just like... People are fucking dying in the world. Can't you like focus on that? The Kim, the Stop. Kardashian family does more to desecrate the sanctity of marriage in a weekend <laughs> than every gay person in fucking history has. So go eat an ass somewhere. And Stop trying to God like damn, get laid. Keep people from like not loving each other in the way they want to love each other. <laughs> we need more joy in this world, okay? Can you not fuck up people's joy? Like love is love. Come on. But the the, the sports thing is shitty because like this person leah this this woman she has taken that joy from a biological female because she has an advantage i'm not a bigot i don't think she shouldn't be a woman or shouldn't be considered a woman i don't give a fuck i really don't care do you do you but just do you fairly and don't treat other people shitty yeah because that's what this is like those those other women that have worked their asses off to be there they just got robbed of this by some dude who thinks he can do it better and that's look i don't (laughs) know just another way yes. another way that men are exploiting women this is the patriarchy okay if there's any example of the patriarchy in the world this motherfucker is it right here and i don't know that maybe leah truly believes she is a woman and is you know now living the way she feels is right or maybe it's just some dude who's a complete dickhead and was like i suck at swimming i can't compete with these guys but you know who I can compete with? The bitches. And so he goes over there and he's like, I'm just going to tuck it, tape it, and I'm going to dominate. And then he ends up winning a championship. And like, holy fuck, I really can compete with these hoes. Fuck yeah. Oh and, you know, now he's going to be at a frat party next week dropping a roofie in some girl's fucking, you know, pinche colero or pina colada or whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck this person. I'm sorry. I just... I don't agree with it, and I don't agree with the people that say you're a bigot because you're against it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Texas does crazy shit. I'm from Texas, and they do, like, all this, you know, for a supposedly limited government state, they do all this crazy shit that, you know, the government telling people what to do. But one of theirs was that they, they passed a law that transgender athletes can't compete with, mm-hmm. you know, biological female or biological, you know, they they have to compete with what they were born as. Mm-hmm. They have to compete as what they were born as. Yeah. <clears throat> and there were so many people up in arms about that. And I was like, you know what? Get the fuck over it. That's just, you know, it's unfair for the the girls who are trying their best. Women. Well, we're, we're talking about school, like high school and junior high. And so girls. No, no, that is, but the, the law in Texas was for 
school age for like middle oh school God. and high school. Yeah, because there were all these like transgender athletes in high school. Not all these. That's another thing. This is a such a small portion of the population mm-hmm. that why is everybody so concerned about this? You know, like how we, you know, trans rights are human rights. Yes, they are. They are human rights. But you know what? The other people that are competing, they also have rights. Yeah. And that they have the right to not have some dude come in there and be a dick <laughs> mm-hmm. because they have one. And I know you can undergo undergo hormone therapy and all these things, but you can't change your DNA. Yeah. Like you can't change your genetic makeup. You can alter the, the hormones, but you cannot change your gen- genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, I do love that the people that are all for the trans rights constantly say you have to believe in science. You have to believe in science on so many other issues, which I agree with. You do. You do need to believe in science. You need to believe in, you know, that climate change is real. You need to believe that vaccines, while they may not be perfect, typically work. Mm-hmm. And you also have to believe that if you are born a male, then you do have in a lot of ways, a physical advantage over females. Yep, which is why females walk around <laughs> always always scared. <laughs> yeah, and with pepper spray. <clears throat> okay, um, and go over to dudes' houses that are inviting them over to cook tacos with pepper spray. Who don't pocket. even think, these dudes don't even realize that, like, this could be, you know, a little scary for somebody. Yet we still do it, right? <laughs> You Luke, did. I know. And um, I was, when I was reading that Catelyn Moran book, one of the things she talked about was, you know, Louis C.K. also really talked about the fact that, like, it's amazing that, it's amazing that guys are able to get girls at all because, you know, there's always this level of fear, like, to some extent or not, but, like, they're still, they're doing these things that put them in constant danger all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you came over to my house yes. the, the first time we met. We've been talking for a little bit, and I, I made tacos. I know we've talked about this here before. Mm. You had pepper spray in your pocket. You had friends that knew where you were, and if yep. you didn't check in, you know, and that's great. I'm glad. Yep, dropped a pen as soon as I got to your house. Yep, <laughs> sent it, sent it to Julie. <laughs> yep, and I, I'm I'm very thankful that you did that. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. At the time, I knew I was like I didn't know if you would come over to the house. But we'd, talk, we'd been talking about my cooking and all that. And I was like, you know, I mean, we can go out and eat somewhere and talk. But I was excited. And also, I was, like, super nervous. So I thought home field advantage might make me a little more comfortable. <laughs> if I was at my house, you know, and you were there. I, I, you know, I didn't have any designs on anything happening. No. Also, no awareness of yeah anything, apparently. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> How I was to make just, a girl feel comfortable. Yeah, I was just like, I just, I'm, I was so out of practice at this. And also quite intimidated by you so i was like i need something so i gotta have at least home field advantage here yeah. if you just said let's meet for at a restaurant i'd be like oh, okay yeah i probably I'd have done it i should have done that you probably should have but I'm, I'm glad you didn't because it no it was great it turned out to be a great story for us too yeah here we are years later talking about it on a podcast and mm-hmm. i still remember that shitty fucking jalapeno smoked jalapeno beer yeah that was pretty bad <laughs> was so bad no, but there is a there is definitely a genetic advantage physically. Uh, prime example, we were talking the other day about uh, the people that stream on like OnlyFans, and I talked about Marina Kaufman, who's a a, a mixed martial arts yeah. fighter. 
she was in a hotel room recently. I saw a story about this and there was like somebody knocking at her door and she flipped the the little latch, you know, the the deadbolt, the, yeah. the little loop that goes over the post and she cracked the door open and it was a guy and he was trying to force his way into her room. Like he shoved the door as soon as she opened it and it hit the latch, mm-hmm. the deadbolt latch and he like hit it a couple times and she's like, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. And he like tried two or three times to get it open and he couldn't and he ran. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, it's she terrifying. was, she was terrified. She would have probably fucked him up. Yeah. Like I've seen video of this woman fight. She would have probably fucked him up real bad. He would have probably been like, oh my God, I picked the wrong room. He just saw some little yeah, blonde woman like, walking. Yeah, but you don't know if that guy's got a gun. You don't know if he's on like PCP. Like, Yeah, and but she, she said something about, you know, about, you know, we are always terrified as women. We always have that fear. And she was, she was like, you know, make sure women, when you're in a hotel room by yourself, latch that fucking deadbolt. Well, you hear me. I'm always like, guys, lock the door. Lock the door. Like. Yeah. Don't like lock this fucking door. Yeah, keep the doors to the house locked. Yeah, and we live in a great area, but yeah. still, you never know. I mean, but every area I've ever lived in, it's always been lock the doors. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It's just crazy, dude. Tried to force himself. Like I said, she would have probably fucked him up real bad, but, and she knows that. She knows she's a trained fighter. She would. She's a fucking killer. Mm-hmm. But she was terrified in that moment. Mm-hmm justifiably some guy she doesn't have any doesn't know anything about trying to force his way into her room yeah that's scary shit yep so you can't tell me that as an athlete and there's a biologically male person that identifies as a woman competing against you that they don't have an advantage yeah it's it I'm not transphobic I'm just fucking realistic yeah I hear you. Let's get ridiculous now. All That's right. enough seriousness. Let's send yeah. this. Send this on a bright note. So I found okay. this quiz. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Actually, I had something here because it's something queued up just for this story. Leah Thomas wins the NCAA Division One title in swimming, and everybody's like, "Oh wow, this transgender athlete won." Yeah, she did. Well, she's a guy, so. <laughs> All I could think about, it's all I could think about when I heard this story was the, the Jake from State Farm commercial. Well, she's a guy, so. <laughs> I can't believe, like, I don't think they could make that commercial today. I, I think there would be trans groups throwing <laughs> a fit over that. The one, yeah. She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so. <laughs> you know they changed Jake on those, uh, I don't know. All I know is that when we had the most fucking adorable pirate baby during the toddler's first Halloween, he got beat out by a kid dresses Jake from State Farm. So, fuck that kid. Yeah, fuck that kid. And his family, because you know he didn't pick that costume. No. no. I mean, we didn't either. But I mean, our kid didn't either. But he was only six months old, so he wasn't even. He was four, four months old. Yeah, so we had yeah, to pick out his costume. Yeah, we had to. Fuck that kid. Yeah, see now you got me all riled up. Fuck that kid. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that. A little pirate should have won that. Yeah, we, he should have. <laughs> He's fucking cute. 
All right, now, now on to the ridiculousness. I had to get my state form. I can't believe I had that sound drop all queued up. I went and I found that commercial on YouTube. I recorded the clip of, mm-hmm. yeah, well, he's a guy, so. And then I shit the bed. I found this quiz that is said to be the most difficult sex quiz you will ever take. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So how well will we do on this? That's my, my yeah. thought. I'm just, uh, I'm curious about it. It's on BuzzFeed, which... BuzzFeed is hit or miss for me. They do a lot of really funny shit, some some good stuff, and then they do a lot of just shit. But I figured we'd give this a chance. Okay. There you go. So are Let's you ready? Yep. Question one. How much does the vagina grow when a woman is aroused? It's multiple choice. So oh, it's, okay. It expands to twice its normal size or it doesn't get bigger. Those two choices? Those are the two choices. Is this vagina specifically? Vagina, yes. How much does the vagina grow? I'm going to say it doesn't get bigger. Yeah. If it was the vulva, I would say it gets bigger. But Yeah, like the clit, I know, can become engorged. Yeah. but Everything down there gets engorged. Yeah, but the vagina does not... I don't believe it grows to twice its normal size. No, that's what all those ridges are about. What ridges? Ruffles? <laughs> ruffles yes, there are ridges. ruffles in the vagina. <laughs> It doesn't get bigger. No, wrong. We're wrong? It's called vaginal tenting. Oh, I've heard about this. Wow. Huh. So what, is it like, gets I feel like inside it gets deeper or? Well, I mean, for sure. Like, how do you It's not think? always that deep? No. But it's, so the thing is, I don't really agree with this because... I mean, I guess I do. Actually, yeah, that does make sense. There's all these ridges in the vagina. Yeah, I've felt them. Well, that's the ridges I'm fucking talking about, not the ruffles. Uh, Um, And, like, when it's, like, relaxed and it's how babies are born and, like, this is how it accommodates large penises, it, they stretch out. And I guess what it's talking about is the vagina as a space doubles in I thought size. it meant like you know as the the like outer like the whole vagina like grows I thought it meant like the area like the surface area yeah yeah it's kind of what I was thinking too I was like because the surface never... area wouldn't grow no because the yeah it's all the same but the um the space does so I guess that makes sense okay all right question two can you lose something in a vagina <laughs> Yes. Yes, you can. Because I know a lot of guys who've lost their house, their car, and half their money. <laughs> in a uh, I'm going to say no. You can't lose something because it doesn't go past... Like, it'd have to be something tiny to go past the uh, cervix. Like, I guess it's... What's the definition of lose in this sense? I, mean, I, know, people, I know people have, like, gotten tampons and shit stuck up there. Getting something stuck, I think, is different than getting it lost. Like... I think of lost like if and I don't I don't know if this is even possible but if like something went up your ass far enough like it could go into your intestinal tract mm. but it can't from your vagina right like no it no because be, your cervix would is, stop it yeah it's very tight so should I say yes or no I'm confused here I guess no correct all right nope it'll just hang around at the top of your vagina until you or a doctor if you can't retrieves it that makes sense. It's not going to get lost in up into the body. That's, I think, mm-hmm. the difference. The rectum, it could. Yeah. 
That's how I lost that dribble. Um, mm-hmm. By me, I mean Richard Gere. How big is a clitoris actually? Smaller than your thumb or bigger than your thumb? Clitoris. <laughs> clitoris. That's the old way. Pinkly Taurus. Um. It's Pinkley's Ford dealership. You should come down and check out their Pinkley Taurus. Okay. No? Okay. Uh, what's his question again? How big is a clitoris actually? Smaller than your thumb or bigger than your thumb? See, I don't like this either. Are you talking about in width and length or what? Or about the same size? I'm going to say bigger. I'm going to say smaller. Well, like the the clit, like it, like you, know, you only see that little bit right there, right? Like it yeah, goes all, it goes all the way up. Like there's a lot more to it than that little bit that pokes out. All the way up where? All the way up here. All right, you're gonna have to show me later. We're done here. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need some investigation. I need some like. But I mean, like again, like it's not as thick as the thumb. But it, you said it comes like up when you're doing this. It goes. Like, it goes up. And does fan out a little bit. But does it fan out wider than your thumb? That's my that's my I mean, is it longer out. than look look at my thumb. Yeah, I think the I think the length is probably okay, but I don't know. Like my I'm gonna pretty, say yes. Say yes. I think say this yes, is bigger I think this than, to be shocked. Yeah. Bigger than your thumb. Yep. Correct. Actually quite a lot bigger than your thumb and a different shape too. The clitoris the clitoris, sorry. I learned it clitoris in sex ed, so... So did I, but, like, you've never said said it that way since we've been together. I just say clit. Whatever. I don't think... I've never said clitoris. Okay. Clitoris sounds weird to me. Uh, clitoris actually extends well beyond the part that you can see. It has two legs that extend for around five inches down each wall of the vagina. Or should I call it vagina? <laughs> so... So that's not a fair question, even though we got it right, because it says it's a different shape of the thumb. How can you compare something to be the size of the thumb when it's a completely different shape? Yeah, that's a fucked up question. Yeah. Like they should have put like, you know, is that the clitoris? You know, the little nub sticking out? Is that? I don't know. They could have worded that a lot better. It's a horrible. Why, why would you compare it to a thumb? Something that's not even shaped like. That's like, is my penis bigger than a pool cue or like a cue ball at a pool table? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's not shaped anywhere near the same. Yeah. I mean, it's longer than a cue ball is, but it's not as wide. I don't... It's fucking weird. Yep. So that would be a stupid question. Yep. Is penis size really related to shoe size? No. We're going to go with no. Correct. And there's a link to a study that proves it. Can a hymen really tell you if someone is a virgin? No. No, absolutely not. Correct. Nope, not at all. Hymens are all different shapes and sizes for starters, and they can get torn by fingers, tampons, gynecological exams, or even exercise. Yep, yep. My, mine broke on a horse. I've heard of uh, women having sex multiple times, and then their hymen didn't break until like the third or fourth time they had sex. Hmm. So... I mean, not anybody I know personally. I've just heard, read stories about that. I did not know. What does penis captivus mean? A, it's when two people get stuck together during sex. Or B, it's when a man's erect penis won't return to its flaccid state. Penis 
Captivus. I'm going to say uh, the first one. The two people are stuck together during sex? Yes, because the second one is something called paraphimosis or phimosis. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty sure. I mean, it is. If they say otherwise, they're wrong. Well, I mean, penis captivus could also mean that. It could be the layman's term for that. You've heard layman's terms that say penis captivus? I don't know. I mean, I've... You know, captivist, it seems, it seems like a phrase. The I word don't know. You said pick, I'd never pick heard. whatever one you want. I'll, I'll go with yours. It's when two people are stuck together during sex and correct. <laughs> the vaginal muscles clamp down on the penis and, and don't let go. It's captive. Captivist. Well, the, ca- I thought it, the penis is held captive. Well, I know, but I thought maybe the blood was held captive in the penis and it wouldn't go down if like the... That's called paraphimosis. Okay. <laughs> the vaginal muscles clamp down on the penis and don't let go. It's a rare condition, but does happen. Priapism is the name for an erect penis mm-hmm. that won't go down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paraphimosis or... Yeah, that's right. It's paraphimosis and priapism because one of them is when... Like dogs' penises, they get stuck out. What has the bigger <laughs> collection of nerve endings? The, the tongue or the clitoris? The clit. The clitoris. Bow to the almighty clit. <laughs> the clit. Correct. It has more than your fingertips, too. Mm-hmm. What is the pedendal nerve? The pedendal nerve, well, what are the options? It carries sensations from the external genitalia in both men and women, or it carries sensations from secondary erogenous zones in both men and women. The uh, the first one. Genitalia? Yeah. Correct. It is the main nerve of the perineum. 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 It's pronounced perineum. Perineum. Perineum is close to a flower. No, the perineum is the taint. It's, it's the perineum. It's pronounced perineum. It's perineum. No, it's Perennial not. is the flower. Yes, I know. This is the perineum. <laughs> is this true or false? The neck of the cervix moves up and out of the way when a woman is aroused. I'm going to go with true. I am too. That's, I think that's part of the, the, the vagina growing. Yeah. Correct. Yep, it does. That's their explanation. Very medical of you. Mm-hmm. What is the average erect penis length around six inches or around eight inches i think it's around six i believe you're right i think it's actually smaller than that but around Mm. correct the average erect penis size is between five and seven inches according to both the kinsey institute and the nhs what is the average erect penis circumference this one I've never actually heard. Is it between 4.7 and 5.1 inches or 3.8 and 4.7? Uh, I'm going to go with the second one. Wrong. Oh. So says the NHS. It is between 4.7 and 5.1. Damn. It also matters where you measure, too. That's... No, it's talking around it. I know so, what fucking circumference well, is. You're Stop doing fucking like that. <laughs> you know why? You know why I'm doing that? Because I'm trying to determine wh- how long, <laughs> how many inches this is before I make it a circle. So go fuck yourself. Quit fucking mansplaining things to me. I'm gonna fucking kick you in the balls. 
<laughs> See how good your mansplanations are then. <laughs> but what would the circumference of my balls be after you kicked them? Probably real big. <laughs> yeah, they swell. Especially when you have a rupture. <laughs> no, but like... That's weird. I've never heard that. And I've never... like. You have one of those like cloth measuring tapes, right? Where you can measure early. Yes. I guess that makes sense. But there's a lot of folds that go on when I like, you know, like this, this could be five inches, you know, but like when I like fold my fingers like that. Yeah. Like it, it would have to not get all folded and wrinkled. Like balls. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never... You know, I know they say girth is where it's at, but All right, what is produced in Cowper's glands in men? Semen or pre ejaculatory fluid? Cowper's glands? Yes. Pre ejaculatory fluid. Correct. Most of the fluids in semen are made in the prostate gland. Yeah. See, I knew I needed to have a medical professional with me on this one. What carries sperm from the testes to the ejaculatory duct? Vas deferens or the urethra? Vas deferens. Correct. According to the Kenzie Institute, the vas deferens carries sperm from the testes to the ejaculatory duct. Hence vasectomy. Oh, that makes sense. And wouldn't the ejaculatory duct, like, lead to the urethra? Eventually, yeah. It comes I mean, out the urethra. Yeah, yeah, that's what it comes out of, so I can't imagine how the... The urethra would lead it to the duct. That wouldn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So uh, there is there the sperm mixes with semen, and if a man ejaculates, then it travels through the urethra and out of the body. What percentage of men worldwide are circumcised? Thirty percent or sixty percent? Thirty. You really think it's that low? Yes. Do you know this, or are you just guessing? I'm guessing. I mean, I'm second guessing because, you know, we talked about Judaism being. Didn't you say you've never been with an uncircumcised guy? Yes. Don't you think if 60% or if if only 30% were circumcised, you would have been with one at some point? I don't know. I'm just telling you what the doctors tell me and the research I've done. Put 60. Let's see. I'm just curious. No, no, I'm I'm gonna go with your. It's your, not a it's not a typical like. Well, like when I was in school, I remember there was like one or two guys that weren't circumcised that it was like talked about that they weren't because mm-hmm. they were different in the locker rooms, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I remember that being a, a thing. Like, dude, what's up with your dick? Like, why are you looking at my dick? Like, oh, I don't know, because you threw a leg up on a fucking bench but yeah, six but inches from my face when there you were was putting also your underwear like a, on. Like, during those periods of time, like, parents in, like, our culture were told that they should be circumcising their kids. Yeah. I don't know. True. All right, well, go 30. But, yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess with... I mean, is circumcision a big thing in Asia, I guess, would be the real question. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people in in Asia. That's where, like, the bulk of the population of the yeah. world is. So, let's go with 30. Correct. It's according to the latest World Health Organization statistics from 2007. Well, that was a long time ago. An estimated two-thirds yeah, of those people are Muslim. 
two thirds of the people that are circumcised or not? What about the Jews? I guess there are more Muslims than Jews. I don't know. That's weird. I'm confused. Or maybe Muslims aren't circumcised. This is. What does it say? It says, correct. That's according to the latest World Health Organization statistics from 2007. An estimated two thirds of those people are Muslim. Two thirds of the ones that are. That are circumcised is what it's saying because it's asking what population there are. Mm, I don't know. What is Peroni's disease? A rare STI or a bent or curved penis? Can you spell Peroni? (laughs) P E Y Peroni. R O N I E apostrophe S. Peroni's. I think this is the bent or curved penis. Okay. Because I think it's when one is like so bent that the it keeps pulling on it until it's like pulling it back and it's painful, I think. Okay. Go for it. Correct. An estimated 5 million men in the U.S. have it. It generally happens yeah. after a sexual trauma and is more drastic than the slight bend or curve that many, many have. Actually, I've heard of this. And they say it can be like quite painful when you get older. Hmm. It's... You've mentioned the curve of my penis before to mm-hmm. me. You were like, by the way, in case no one's ever told you, that curve is quite nice. Yeah. And you said it's quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mine is the 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 natural one because when I first heard about this, I was like, oh my God, do I have like this excruciating thing in my future? And then I found out, no, this is actually like a... So you, re- you, rec- you recognize the fact that you had a curve in your penis? Yeah, I knew I did. I don't know. I don't know what guys know about their. I mean, I never, I never thought about it until I heard about this disease, Mm. and I was like, "Oh my god, am I going to have this?" Like, I was young, but like yours, the yours curves very nice because it's very like central and symmetrical, versus a lot of dudes don't curve at all. Yeah, and some of them curve to the left or the right. Yeah, I've seen the left and right curves on them, and. Mine has always had the curve this way, but it used to, like, lean a lot to the right. I think that's pretty normal. You want to know why I used to think this? it did it? Because your balls, one of your balls was too big? No. Oh. That's why some people think it does it. No, interesting. No. So... <laughs> the balls is I, bigger I, than I thought it was because of the way I used to masturbate when I was young. <laughs> that's reasonable. Yeah, because of the hand I used and how I did it. And I'll explain more about that off after the podcast. I'll explain more about uh, why I thought that. But well, you yeah. should check out if your ball is bigger. They're about the same size. There's really not much difference in size between the two. One hangs lower than the other. That's also common. Yeah, but like, I don't know, maybe. Well, yeah, I guess the that, the right one does you hang You should check lower. it out and see see which. Maybe it's not bigger, but the one that hangs lower. Check it out and it's see. It's the right one that hangs lower, and it does tilt to the right, so. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I was freaked out when I heard about this disease. I'm like, is my dick going to keep curling until I'm like in excruciating pain and it's trying to like stab myself? Like, I was, I was a little worried. And then I was like, I looked into it and I was like, oh no. A lot of dudes junk curves. That is a much more extreme curve. So I was less worried. Mm-hmm. Number 16, can a woman get pregnant if she is on her period? Yes. Correct, according to NHS, it is not very likely, but can happen. Yeah, because I mean that's 
if I guess if the egg is like going away and all the or the lining and the egg if if the eggs fertilized, I guess before it all goes away, like it could stick, and yeah, mm-hmm. I could see it. It could happen. What happens to the lateral orbital orbitofrontal cortex during an orgasm? A, it shuts down, or B, it goes into overdrive. 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 Lateral orbital. Wrong. Janico, somebody I can't pronounce. Geo Giardis. A neuroscientist at the University of Groningen, I don't know, told the LA Times, it's the seat of the reason and behavioral control, but when you have an orgasm, you lose control. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. How does blood flow to the penis change during an erection? Like it increases or decreases? Are those the options? The arteries to the penis open wider and the veins away from it constrict, leading to a buildup of blood, or the heart pumps faster so more blood than usual flows into the penis. The first one. I believe you are correct. Let's see. Correct. The technical terms are vasoconstriction constriction, and vasodilation widening. Mm-hmm. Number 19. Which nerve does not run through the spinal cord? The pelvic nerve, the pedendal nerve, or the vagus nerve? Vagus nerve. Vagus nerve. Wait, no, no, that, that's how you pronounce it, is vagus nerve. <laughs> yeah, the vagus. yeah, I knew that's what you, I knew you were correcting my pronunciation. Yes. Um, okay, well, I know the vagus nerve does, it is one of the spinal nerves. I think the pedendal nerve. Where would the pedendal nerve be? I mean, the pelvic nerve is pretty obvious. It's in this region, which is at the base of the spinal cord. This pedendal is is like an offshoot of the pelvic nerve, I believe. So the pedendal nerve? Nope, it is the vagus nerve. Wait, what's the question? Which nerve does not run through the spinal cord? Oh, through the... But this is spinal nerve. It says the vagus nerve, all three are involved in providing your brain feedback during sex. So it says that the, that one doesn't run through the spinal cord. Vagus nerve. I feel right. like that's not right. We'll research that a little bit after yeah. this. If, if it isn't right, we'll correct it next time. Uh, last question, number 20. What is an orgasmia? An inability to reach orgasm or an orgasm that lasts longer than a minute? First one. Yeah, I was going to say inability. Correct. Uh, it's fairly common, according to this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So see, it wasn't And that's another, another way that, like, porns are fucking shit up for people. Porns and movies in general. Yeah. So, we got 16 out of 20 correct. We scored better than 92% of all other quiz takers. Look at us. We are good. a certified sexpert. So, Woo-hoo. we're going to put that on our podcast okay. now. Oh, sorry. Our chairs are way far apart. We're trying yeah, to Yeah, what the fuck five. is up with that? I don't know. I turned them more so we could, like, face each other. Yeah, but we're far apart. 
We are, but we're facing each other more. We don't usually high five. I can't even fucking see you, Harley, because of this microphone. <laughs> we should have put the microphone it booms on the other side. No, but it's uh, it works out well though, and uh, we are we are certified sex experts according to BuzzFeed's yep. hardest sex quiz you will ever take. Google that, ladies and gentlemen. The hardest sex quiz you will ever take. Sixteen out of twenty. So we got seventy-five. That's not right. There were 20 questions? Yeah, 20 questions. We got 16 right. Four. There were five points apiece, right? Mm-hmm. And we missed four? 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, math magician. Shut up. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so we got an 80 on it, and that's better than 92% of people who took it. That's scary. Also not surprising. Ladies and gentlemen, we need sex education in our classrooms. Yeah, we, we, we do. We really do. And... Maybe with with proper sex education, people will realize that there is a biological advantage physically with men over women in sports. And also, we should work to normalizing masturbation in girls. Just saying. Right? You know, we always talk about dudes doing it, but we should normalize it for girls too. Yeah, and at least let them, you know, let them know it's all right. Everybody does it. It's okay. Well, not just that, but like, you know... Give him some tips. It's not quite as yep. easy. It's not quite as uh, simple. It's just it, guys don't need tips. Like they just go, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, feel good. Uh, oh God, I came. And, you know, the, the you know who Billy Conley is? Yes. You know, um, a lot of people don't know he is a comedian. You know, he was in the Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. He's been in some movies. Uh, if you don't know, Billy Conley was the dad in the Boondock Saints. He was El Duce that they brought in. <clears throat> He's a comedian. And he had a joke about when he was a kid and he first learned what wanking was. And the guy that taught him was like this big, like, pituitary gland experiment in his school. It was like, you know, I had a mustache in seventh grade and all this shit. And, uh, anyway, the guy was like, you know, you do like, you put it between your thumb and your forefinger and you jiggle it up and down like this and till you're done. And he's like, what happens when you're done? He's like, it's fucking brilliant and he's like you just and he's like, and like okay what's so special about this oh god and, you know he's like <laughs> oh my god this is the greatest thing but the guy told him he's like but you only have 100 of these in your lifetime <laughs> up. you do more than 100 you drop dead on the spot and Billy Conley is like, I've never been more terrified than my 101st time <laughs> the following afternoon. <laughs> little, little hash marks <laughs> keeping <Yeah>. track. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, I can't stop. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> Bye, Mom and Dad. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That was a great joke. That was, a, that was an old, oh God, that was like in the 80s. It was Whoopi Goldberg presents Billy Conley. I think it was on HBO. One of the, that was one of the first stand-up specials I watched. That was just like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. It's not the high comedy pod, babe. I know. I still love comedy. That's still me. Yeah, I know. Still how I adult. That's how I deal with it. I want, mm-hmm. That's how I deal with life. I watch comedy, I drink, and do a podcast with my amazing wife. Yep. Hour and twenty-seven minutes we're in here. Look at that. We we uh. It's a long one for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking late right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't. When we before we started this, I was like, "Right, as soon as we get the toddler to bed, take the dogs out, do the baby dishes." 
I just want to like hammer this out real quick and then go sit on the couch. Watch TV and drink. It's after fucking 10 o'clock. Look, this is bedtime. It's ah, Jesus. Shut up. I'm fucking <laughs> tired. Okay. We did get a little drunk last night. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. Glad to be back. And we're, we're staying consistent. So we have a plan. <laughs> um, unless something happens, something changes or falls through, we are planning to have our first guest next week. And this guest is a streamer. Uh, yep. Streams on Twitch. And unless something happens, I know he started He started a new job also. So he may or may not, you know, something may come up. He may not be able yeah, to be here. Let's not build but, up people's anticipation. But the plan right now is to have a guest next, next week that... Uh, is a streamer because I know we've talked about the streaming platforms and what not only drives people to watch but what drives people to to do it and uh, so we're going to hopefully have this guest that can shed some light on both aspects of this for Mm -hmm. us Uh, that's the plan right now if it changes then it'll just be us or we'll have somebody else but we'll be here we will be here because we're being consistent we're being consistent we are here every Wednesday great time we're having fun yep Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram at AUIPod. Questions, comments, concerns, rude remarks, email us AUIPodJJ at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, send on us Facebook, in. too. You know, for you parents out there, what are, what are the things that you thought you would never do as a parent that you have found yourself doing? You're like, how the fuck did I end up here? <laughs> Email us, DM us on Instagram, message us on Facebook, uh, look up the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on social media. We need to get it. We need to, we should probably create a Twitter. I fucking don't Twitter, but we should create one. Uh, Hi Comedy Jason on TikTok. I posted a couple of our promo videos on there and then some of my stand up shit. Uh, So yeah, thanks for, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, listening to us again. Thanks for joining me, Jean. I love you. I love you, too. We'll see you next time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jean. I'm Jason. Bye-bye. Goodbye. See you next time. So long. Say la vie. Peace out. Arrivederci. <laughs> That's the Italian one, right? Yes. Okay. Also, back, ciao. Back to Duolingo I go? Yes. <laughs>